0: Hello everybody and welcome to Cabaret Secrets, this is Gary Williams and today I'm joined by Phil Barley. And we're going to do something of a special today, a short podcast, but really focusing just on using social media. Phil knows all about that. He made a big contribution in the Cabaret Secrets book. Phil, welcome to Cabaret Secrets. Everybody is telling me these days that there's no point in spending money on print media advertising, that it's all about social media. But when they say that to me, I can see they don't really know what they're talking about. They're just saying what everybody else is saying. What is that whole thing of social media? an online networking what, what 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 does it mean the way to distill that down is to say if you see a, a uh, an
1: advert in the paper you know it's the company that's paid for a big um advert, advert uh, and it's just saying our product is great trust us whereas if you had a friend recommend a product to you that recommendation is much better than the product recommend in itself. So you want um, ideally people to be recommending you and you will obviously trust their recommendations if you receive them. So with social media marketing you've got the opportunity in theory of building a following who in turn become your sales force. They go out and and recommend you to their friends and to their followers. Um, and so that's the kind of the main difference between, I suppose, traditional, what is called interruption marketing, uh, which is like the television uh, adverts and that kind of thing, and radio adverts. Interrupting something you'd actually rather see than the advert. Exactly, yeah, taking you away from the thing you want, which obviously in itself is an annoyance, to social marketing. If you look at Facebook now, Interruption marketing has hit that quite severely because in your um, normal thread you'll see lots of adverts from companies because they're now paying for adverts on uh, on Facebook and that's interrupting your social uh, feed from your friends so that's not working that's using so- social media against itself in a way mm.
0: and that's using traditional methods and it's not being open minded and what happens presumably is that people just learn to blank it out just ignore it I, that's what I do I'm flicking through my on my phone I see these adverts and, and, and uh, I just you know obviously they make a little imprint in my mind but I quickly flick through them because I am wanted to see what my friends are doing because that's why I'm there do you think if they do too much of that people are just going to start zoning out the whole Facebook experience because it's littered with too many ads yeah definitely
1: that's um i think the the, the uh, stock price has dropped a little bit of facebook because of one of these things because of, because of that um, i mean you just on a technical note you can choose to never see those post from those people again. So, right. if you see something coming through, it's annoying. So,
0: broadly speaking, on definitions, then social media. You've just talked about what are the main uh, the main places, the the main organisations that, that constitute social media. Okay, so uh, obviously you've heard of Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh,
1: and LinkedIn. They're probably what people would consider the the top three. Pinterest is coming along very quickly, and there's things like Foursquare and so on. There's there's lots of social. Outlets that you can go to, but if you are a, a business and you're certainly if you're a, a smaller business, you need to at least be on Twitter and and Facebook if you want to attract those kind of um, markets. Um, and in many ways, Twitter is the easiest one to start with, just just because it's uh, every it's open. Everything you write on there is open to any, the public for anyone to read. You have, people haven't got to be following you to read what you're you're writing. Um, and you can start um, listening to what people are saying, and so therefore you could in, you could start by making a you could join Twitter and you could start searching it for people who might be of interest to you, so it could be um, singers actors uh bookers anybody that's on twitter and you can then start to see what they're they're talking about. You can make a list which just can just is is people in the industry that interest you um, and mm. you can
0: group together all those particular people. Uh, so you can only you have to read what they're up to, not the whole world. Not the whole world, exactly. And the good thing about that is
1: you don't have to follow them in order to make a list, so they don't have to know that you are following them. So even if it's competitors, you could make a list of competitors, for example, and read what they're
0: talking about and how they're marketing themselves, and then you can... So tell us quickly, the because I, I still speak to people now, and I must admit I'm, I'm slowly beginning to understand uh, Twitter, but... Most of the people I talk to they don't really get it. They don't I mean they understand They go on the website and they see that There's people making tweets and saying little things and so on, but it seems to be a really big thing They talk about it on the news. It seems to be all pervasive, but I I, I Still don't really get how it's so powerful and How I can use it to sell more records (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're definitely not alone in that i think most of the
1: people who um claim to know about it are all on the catch-up themselves because it's changing all the time anyway but if the bbc for example uses it if bbc breakfast has its own twitter handle all the all the, the djs and all that kind of thing it's got to be doing something and i think ultimately it's an immediate way to connect with your audience and for them to connect with you so on a practical uh, standpoint, if you're in the UK or if you're on Wi-Fi and you're getting uh, people tweeting you, you can instantly say, oh, thanks for the comments or, oh, yeah, I understand that you've um, made a request for this. I'll try and put that on my next album or whatever that is mm-hmm. in a sort of specific way. And that, from a um, what would be what we'd like to term a brand advocate, which is someone who ideally would uh, be going out selling your product for you just because they love you so much, Um if a brand advocate is uh, out on there and, and is uh, ask, asking for that kind of um, contact, contact with with the with the singer or the with, the with the person they're connecting with, and they actually get a response, that instantly uh, attracts them to you more, and would like to, and they'll start start to retweet what you're saying. They'll start to uh, advertise for you, and the idea is then it's a bit like network marketing in that you can make a connection with a thousand people, and if they all then um, talk about you in a positive way to ten people, you suddenly got ten thousand people, and mm. in and it, in it, in it, in it, and they they in
0: turn could do that. So it's an easy way of communicating with your fan base or potential fan base all over the world. Uh, I mean, before Twitter, the, or I mean, before the internet, that the only way to do it would have been by telephones calls or letters, which of course would be impossible. That's what people did; they wrote. To their heroes, didn't they? And yeah. they, and 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 the the, the star, the, the the whoever's in controlling the product, the brand, would write back a little letter, and and it would be the same thing, wouldn't it? But and people would feel very excited to get a letter from whoever it, Henry Mancini, you know, send a little note about saying thank you for your interest in my new album, and they'd feel thrilled about that. They might put it on the wall and they'd tell all their friends about it. It's really exactly the same thing, but in a digital form, which means it's much quicker. And, uh, well, that's it, really. It's basically the same thing as that. It's just quicker.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I read
1: your book. is a very good thing.
0: Well, you are in it, so you yeah. probably just read yeah.
1: your own bit I first, I did. bet, didn't you? <laughs> I really did. Yeah, skip ahead. Um, and there's a bit in there where you say, um, you're talking to uh, a, a Portuguese speaker on the ship, and they're saying, uh, "Blah." Well, all you hear is basically, blah, 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 <laughs> album, blah, blah, blah. And you say, thanks very much. My album's $20. Yeah. And in the same way, you could have 100 people come to you saying, I love what you do, blah, 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 and your standard response could be, thanks very much, here's the link to my latest album, here's the link to my my new book. And the great thing about that is every time you're sending out a link and someone's clicking on it, it's validating your... um, Relevance of your website, wherever you're clicking to, to Google or to the search engines. Mm. So every time another link is clicked on and it's, and it's satisfying that need, Google says, oh, that's great, that's, let's keep you at that rating higher. Mm. So if you're sending out tweets, for example, with you at the uh, you know, singer, Frank Sinatra, cabaret, however, whatever kind of keywords you'd like to use. That in itself can help the SEO, the search engine optimization of your site. If people
0: are then clicking on links, is that important? And if it is, how do I? How do these people get seemingly thousands and thousands of, of followers? And and are they all going to convert into, you know, coming to see a show, buying a ticket, or buying a product?
1: No, they won't all convert. I think that's something you should definitely accept. And you should also think of any any kind of social media campaign or uh, using Twitter as the example. It should augment your existing strategy. So, for example, I think you have a uh, very well-established email list, mm. and that you know, the people can sign up to that on the website, and people follow your newsletter, mm. which is interesting, and it's something that is relevant to them that they they will read. Um, and you could simply augment that by saying, "I'm also now on Twitter," and and uh, rather than every month, you can have a you'll have an update as and when there's any information, including photos and who I'm with and what I'm doing, or,
0: you know, last-minute discounts, or all kinds of things that some companies use. It feels a bit lame to have 65 followers on Twitter. It feels like I should have hundreds or thousands of them. Uh, Should I? There's two ways of looking at that. One is the more the merrier. If
1: you have 10,000 followers, then if you had 10% come to see your show, there's still a nice turnout. Whereas... Um, there's the, the other argument is you only want people who are interested in you so you only want people for example on on a mailing list who are going to read your emails twitter works slightly differently to that people understand that even if you are a big if you're a big fan of Hugh Jackman or someone, Mm. you're still not going to read all of their tweets because they they appear in a stream with everybody else's tweets Mm. and they'll just go by. And maybe once um, a year you might actually get to read back through their whole list, but it's very, very unlikely. So it's just little snippets. You're just sort of throwing out little things here and there. What a lovely day. Have you heard my new
0: album? Yeah, this is it. You know, when you say a lovely day, I mean, I'm following people and they say, oh, I'm putting on my socks and, uh, you know, <laughs> or I've just bought some, you know, milk and it was a bit more expensive than it was yesterday. And I'm really not interested. And that, so I try and really restrict the number of people that I follow. And I'm starting to really just get a bit overwhelmed with too much information and, and most of it is irrelevant. I'm not interested. If someone's made a new album or if someone's got a, got a show that's going to be round the corner from where I live then I'm interested. But it seems that 95% of the information that people are putting out and that I'm sort of expected to put out as well on Facebook and Twitter is just nonsense.
1: Yeah, and I think that's worth really separating your personal life from your business if you if you want to use it as a business. I think it's much more interesting for the people who follow you as fans to hear your opinion maybe of another performer or of your last performance or some latest information about that and then if you want to spout off about london transport or something have another twitter handle which is just your friends and whoever wants to follow you there i mean there's arguments against that as well for example uh lord sugar talked about everything and he has I think 3 million or something like that, followers. And he talks about absolutely everything he watches on TV and everything. Like around.
0: he's the brand, isn't he? He's selling himself and people exactly. are attracted to him because he's this character and they want to hear him rant about whatever, you know, the congestion or the people building in his street as well as what his thoughts are on a share price for a, one of the companies that he looks after. Exactly, and I think you're different to that in that you people don't want to necessarily hear about
1: you having a bad day or a bad mm. flight, they want mm. to uh, follow you because of... You might have a shared
0: interest in music, and if you recommend an album, the chances are they might go out and buy it. So, do you think there's uh, you should only communicate with your fans if you've got something really interesting to say, i.e., maybe once a week, once every two or three weeks, once every month? Or do you think, uh, as I think you mentioned somewhere to me, either in a conversation or maybe in the book, that three times a day is the optimum number of tweets? Or maybe I read that somewhere else. Seems a lot. I don't. I'm not sure I've got enough exciting things that happen to me in my career three times a day.
1: No, exactly. So, for example uh, with a because there's a constant stream of tweets, if it's three or four tweets going out a day, you're going to be seen probably once by each of your followers. maybe I mean that's kind of it's, it's all again throwing stuff out there, but if you are appearing several times without repeating yourself, mm. then there's a good chance that you'll be seen and, and, and you're in, you're then in the mindset of of your followers. but if it's not interesting and it's not relevant then don't do it. So I think you're better off having fewer tweets with good stuff than you are having lots of rubbish. So what we're able to do is to share um, lots with, for
0: example, Theatre Diggs' book, a business for... Right. So there's a separate business <laughs> that you have, that you've established for helping people to find somewhere to stay when they're touring around doing shows. Exactly. And
1: because most of the people that follow us are... Uh, actors or performers or in some way involved with theatre that we send out we share other news from people like the stage and what's on stage and people like that so it's all industry relevant news and that's quite simple to do and you can you can automate a lot of that on a weekly basis just by sitting down for an hour reading through all the blogs and uh, the comments and bits and pieces and say oh have you read this this is the latest information about that tour and everything like that and so you don't sit there every day writing three or four tweets you spend an hour or two a week in one session schedule it for the week and then when you then when you want the up-to-date oh, yeah. stuff you, do, you add that augment it with that do
0: you think it do you think it works i mean i've just got this feeling that if everybody stopped tweeting that it wouldn't make any difference to any sales anywhere that everyone's just doing it because they feel they ought to do it because everyone's doing it
1: yeah, I'd love to see the figures on it. I'd love to see it to be switched off and see what happens because definitely it helps with being found on Google. So if you can, if you suddenly start dropping down in Google, the chances are that you know if everyone if if everyone is
0: getting their seo from twitter then everyone will drop down by the same amount well that in itself is a good reason to do it isn't it because yeah. we do feel that google's quite relevant and if people want to find you online that we want to be quite high up on the listings so using social media is a way like you said before of re- pushing people to your website that's a good way to keep your google ranking high exactly yeah uh,
1: one of many ways but that's certainly a, a, a very quick and easy way of, of of adding to the ways of bringing yourself higher in the google ranking so barry literally just sending out 10 automated tweets in a week saying mm. um here's the latest chapter from here or this is a, this is a snippet from my latest album or whatever mm. um yeah so that's uh twitter uh, how does facebook differ facebook uh, is is more closed in that you have to be on Facebook, and you have to be following someone, uh, like a friend of someone, i have liked their page in order to receive their uh, their updates. Um, you can go and trawl uh, Facebook, but in order it doesn't it works um, in a more
0: closed way than um, than Twitter. More specific, isn't it? You you go to if I'm interested in Phil Barley and Theatre Diggs Booker, I have to go to your page and click on a button to like it just to follow you. I can't go somewhere just to see everybody's facebook updates in the same place as i can on twitter
1: exactly yeah and so if you are if you're running a facebook page for uh like the gary williams fan page for example only the people that have liked your page will will automatically see your updates Mm. but the good thing about that is um everything that you do if it's relevant will be interesting to those people because it's a bit like signing up to a newsletter Mm. you're Mm. getting that regular um information what's What I guess with both Twitter and Facebook, but especially Facebook, you can put out hundreds of updates, which are terribly interesting. But if no one is sharing or commenting on them, they don't count for anything as far as your clout or as far as your actual reach is concerned. Mm. What you want to be doing is in everything you do, really, including what's called a call to action. So something like I love this album. Tell me how you'd rate this out of 10 Mm. or Mm. what's your favorite picture Mm. of this or Mm. it's got to be some kind of question just so that people know oh okay I I, I can join in on that that sounds like a fun thing Mm, mm.
0: and maybe quizzes or competitions and that kind of thing. I tried something recently which was I felt very successful in that I was deciding i couldn't make up my mind between two album covers for a new the, the brazil I album that. it's great yeah and i and i didn't do it because i thought oh this is an excuse to try and you know boost some facebook interest i the designer sent me six i whittled it down to my favorite two which were quite different and I thought, I, I want to know what everybody else thinks about this. So I put it on Facebook and said... it. And it was very simple. It was like one or the other, the black yeah. one or the yellow one. Which would you prefer? And you, you could just send one answer, you know, one word uh, yeah. to, to reply. And... Of course, the numbers are always going to be quite small for someone like me, but it it wasn't thousands and thousands. But about 200 people responded to that. And for a start, it was really helpful for me, but it really got people engaged as well. And when the album's out, which it is shortly, uh, I know that people already, they're kind of waiting. Because when I see people now and I say, oh, the album's out soon, they all say, which one did you choose? And the all one, yeah. you know, so that was um, a very simple part of a very effective engagement with with fans, which was useful to me and quite fun for them as well. Yeah, and much bigger companies would uh, be
1: grateful for uh, a post that receives 200 comments. I mean, so that's a re- they are really good figures. Mm. And you made it really simple. You said this or this mm. one word answer. So someone can flick through their timeline, see that question and answer it within three seconds. Mm. And mm. They've, they've engaged and then they're part of that now. So that's brilliant. I mean, that's definitely the way to use it.
0: As soon as make a new album, I can't just have on the cover every couple of weeks. That will That's the secret.
1: But you also engage your audience naturally because you do the. Sinatra jukebox where you ask the audience what they want to hear. Mm. As far as I understand, and you can mm. and, and they can say I want these these songs and you'll
0: put them in the set and yeah, we do that, yeah. This is a show that we do where the audience are gonna request the songs usually on the night, but I give people the chance to request it in advance via Facebook or the website, and people do. And it's great. And I just had someone the other day actually, this wasn't a Sinatra jukebox show, but I put something on Facebook that I'm gonna be forming in my hometown of Cleethorpe soon. And somebody responded saying, oh, can you sing this song? I said, of course I can. So I've made a note of it and I will. That's great, actually. I love the social media for that because were it not for the social media and she had she not, she could have written me a letter, but she probably wouldn't have done that. Uh, so it would never have happened. And it is nice to have that kind of connection with uh, your fan base, even though I've never knowingly met this person before. You know, I know she's going to be there. and am going to like this song that I've done for it. That's kind of cool
1: that is yeah and you so you're already ahead of the game in that you love connecting with your audience and they uh, you adjust your product according to what they want so um, for example you could augment your existing patterns there with Twitter and say um, okay we're, we're doing the Sinatra jukebox send in your requests using and a, a good example here would be using the hashtag Sinatra jukebox mm. something like that and so therefore you'd in In a simple search on your uh, Twitter page, you can put in hashtag Sinatra Jukebox and see anybody that's written a a request using that hashtag. Mm. Um, And that's another way of collecting those those, um, comments. And
0: if people don't have the time or still can't figure out how to do it... uh, you offer uh, some kind of consultancy, don't you? And many people do in taking years. Is is that often the, an effective solution for people, just to pay somebody else to do it for them?
1: Yeah, so there's two ways. Well, digitalsurgeon.co.uk is um, my wife's company, and uh, we both uh, are involved with that. But basically, we offer kind of lots of free information saying, okay, there's, uh, here is how to do it, and this is, we think, as up-to-date as it can be, which is often what people need but there's also um a, a kind of uh training process that we go through and then what some companies do is they go through the training process realize that there's quite a bit to do um to know, entailed and they then say can you do it for us mm. and then we say well there's another package which is a, a maintaining package uh, and, and some of them have copywriting done as well so there are companies out there a lot of big companies outsource all their social media to big companies that like us we have we concentrate on small to medium enterprises and you're able to carry on with your business and outsource your social media and that's then managed for you and then you get reports back saying you've had this many uh, interactions this month and this campaign did this well and this one didn't do so well so let's do more of that next month and uh it's it's, it's sort of this thing that if you're running a business yourself you're learning songs and your situation and traveling and everything like that you may be better off outs- outsourcing just so that you have the um,
0: the control of that and, and a good place to start is digitalsurgeon.co.uk exactly great <laughs> plug <laughs> thank you for listening to this cabaret secrets podcast if you've got any comments or questions please visit cabaretsecrets.com where you'll also find details of the cabaret secrets book an indispensable guide on how to create your own show travel the world and get paid to do what you love